welcome to the RV Entrepreneur Podcast, the weekly show for nomads, work campers, RVers, and entrepreneurs looking to earn a living or build a business while enjoying the RV lifestyle. This week's host is Joshua Sheehan. Let's settle in and enjoy the RV Entrepreneur Podcast brought to you by RV Life. Hey there, friends. This is Joshua Sheehan. On today's episode of the RV Entrepreneur, I'm talking with my friend Michael Anderson. I met Michael this fall at the RV Entrepreneur Roundtable. He and his partner, Andrea, came out after being full-time on the road for only about a month to boondock with us at the Campers Hub in Montrose, Colorado. And then after participating in the roundtable and making what seems to be some stellar long-term connections and friendships at that event, Michael was motivated to create an online space where travelers could come and stay informed about local events and gatherings, but wherever they are in the country they are. It's pretty cool to hear how his company, Traveling Gatherings, was born out of an event that happened in the RV space at our event. He saw a need afterwards of they went to go sit with the border hookups and watch their show at a local event. It was like, man, it'd be really cool if I could find one place where I could find out about all these different events and connect with other travelers. And so with that brief background, let's jump on the call with Michael and let him tell you more about Traveling Gatherings and why you're going to want to check it out. Michael, welcome to the RV Entrepreneur Podcast. I'm super excited to talk with you today. You've got a new business that's launching and it kind of jumped off of conversations that were had at the RV Entrepreneur Roundtable. Give us a brief introduction. Who are you and what are you doing? First of all, thank you so much, Joshua, for having me on. It was awesome meeting you at the RV uh, Entrepreneur uh, Roundtable. I'm Michael Anderson. I'm uh, traveling in a uh, RV around the country. I'm fairly, I'm a newbie, as they would say. And uh, yeah, just uh, kind of taken every day uh, one at a time and just totally excited to uh, launch my new website, TravelingGatherings.com. Um, it comes after I spent 20 plus years as a corporate event planner, anything from small dinners for your board of directors to uh, the big game, as they uh, quote unquote say. Just kind of taking all my knowledge from events uh, the last 20 plus years and just putting it all into a website. Take me back a little bit. 20 years of event planning. How does one get into event planning? How did you find yourself in there? Did you go to school to be an event planner or where does the interest spark from? You know, it's hilarious. So I went to school for music and audio engineering. I had no interest at all in events. Uh, however, during college, we would have these things called rent parties. My roommates, uh, Justin, Mike, and I, we would throw rent parties uh, once a month right around when rent was due. And it was $5 a cup. And we'd get kegs, no one was of age, and that was all in Chicago. And we were throwing events while going to college. And then I was like, you know, I actually didn't mind doing that. And granted, they were, you know, they were, quote, unquote, illegal. Uh, but it was just something that's kind of where it got me started. And then while being a musician, very active, toured a lot, um, I realized that I could pick up just working events, you know, going and being the, the guy in all black with holding the clipboard. I could do that and completely schedule it around my travel schedule. So I was able to, you know, I did a lot of tours from Detroit to Denver and back with a blues band and those would take me out for a couple months and then I'd come home and I'd work a bunch and then, you know, go into a recording studio, record bands, record my own albums, etc. And they just kind of complemented each other. And then it's probably 10 years in that I remember talking to a very good friend of mine and I was like, I wonder what I'm going to be when I grow up. And he's like, dude, you're, you have a career in events. And I'm like, a career, come on this is just something I do, you know? Um, and it just never really was, you know, I, I was, I was having a lot of fun with it. I did, did some really awesome from, you know, marketing 
producing marketing campaigns and tours to, you know, a lot of work back in Chicago, you know, all over the the country uh, that I was able to explore, which also kind of opened up this idea of, I'm tired of flying everywhere. Wouldn't it be cool to get an RV and travel more slowly and be able to take in some things as opposed to, hey, I'm in Philadelphia for 48 hours and then I'm now I'm in New York and now I'm in Boston or whatever the case is. So yeah, absolutely no schooling for it. Took a desk job at an event company, which was good for me at the time. Uh, and it was, you know, because of those desk jobs, it kind of burnt me out and then essentially was the muse for us to uh, do this full time. And that's where we are right now. So trying to get out of the 95 corporate job, even though it was in a space that you enjoyed, how did you decide that getting on the road was going to be something that you could sustain? Did you just have a bunch of savings that said, we're going to get on the road because this is how we want to live. And then we're just going to have some time to, to figure it out a little bit of runway. And then ideas start popping up as you get out. Or did you guys have a plan of how you're going to make money on the road after you left? We had, you know, so to back up a little bit, in October of 2019, I actually bought a shuttle bus that I completely converted. And then I don't know if you're familiar with, but March 2020, there was this thing called COVID that happened. Really weird. It's kind of a smaller issue. Mm -hmm. But being in the event industry, I had, you know, I remember we had the $6 million on the books and in a week, all of that canceled. Whoa. And so I became an expert in force majeure clauses, which did not think that would ever come up in my life. What is that? Uh, force majeure, it's basically uh, an act of God. So corporate client, you know, any anybody could cancel their event and then get, you know, they want as much of their money back as possible, which mm -hmm. I totally understand. And just kind of figuring out like, okay, we've put in this much work for something. Sure, this event is nine months out, but we've done 120 hours worth of work on it. And, you know, just finding that line of, you know, you don't want to take people's money, but you also need to make sure that your time's accounted for. Sure. So yeah, that was, you know, the first couple of months then was, you know, furloughed much like everyone else uh, in hospitality. Um, even at a, I was senior operations manager at that point. And then I had all this time on my hands. So Andrea, my partner, who also uh, was a director in hospitality, she actually never was furloughed, but we had all this time. So I finished my shuttle bus and we went out on the road for three months and just absolutely loved it. You know, went out to Utah, Arizona, New Mexico, et cetera, and just, you know, really got to take that slow approach. So then while on the road, I did what I told myself I wouldn't do. And I took a job in Asheville, North Carolina as a director of operations for an event company there. We moved from Chicago to Asheville, ended up in the exact same jobs that we had back in Chicago, you know, for the most part. Mm -hmm. I just realized we weren't being fulfilled. There was nothing there that, you know, there was nothing that made us excited to wake up and get to the office. So with that said, you know, that mixed with a little bit of alcohol every night and watching some YouTube videos, we're like, what if we just rethought everything? And we we did have some savings at that point. And we're like, let's let's just try it. And we took a, you know, the the goal the budget, I should say, was one year of what our rent would be in Asheville, North Carolina. Okay. We were in a situation where we could have that cash and we bought a motorhome used. And yeah, and now we're just kind of cruising around. Uh, zero plan. In fact, when I showed up at, in Montrose, Colorado, I had a uh, e-commerce site going that is still going, but it's just not, it wasn't my passion. And that's what I thought I was going to do. And then I met a bunch of you guys. And all of a sudden, a week later, I had a totally new idea. Uh, and that's where Traveling Gatherings came about. Nice. I want to jump into that. What happened to the shuttle bus? 
Uh, shuttle bus, I still had it. Um, actually, I was getting calls to uh, – I, I had it for sale. And actually, it was during Jason Epperson's conversation about press releases that I got a call that the bus had died while someone was test driving it. And it was oh, like no. stuck on the side of a road. <laughs> so, you know, just fun things. But I eventually sold it to a, a younger couple in Iowa. It turns out it was uh, user error that the bus died. And yeah, recently sold it and got that out of my parents' driveway. Thank you uh, to Karen and BJ for uh, letting me keep it in their yard. And yeah, it was, you know, it was awesome. It was just, it was 21 feet long. I bought it and kind of designed it around one person. Mm -hmm. And then Andrea came along with our dog, Bruce, and it just, you know, it was too small and there were no doors and there were no walls. It was everything I wanted uh, as a solo traveler, but definitely not as a couple. So we've uh, upgraded to a Class A, which much more space. Sure. And, you know, a shower. Showers are important. They are. They're especially living with two people, you know, keeping everybody yeah, happy. Yeah. 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 And Andrew was a spa director. So I'm like, hey, spa director to here's a cassette toilet. <laughs> <laughs> you know. So there, are, there, there's a few conditions on your relationship. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. She's like, uh, in the RV must have a king size bed. So we've, you know, I have a lot of tools. I did woodworking as a hobby. So I'm able to, uh, fix things as needed. And, uh, that was the the largest upgrade was going from a queen size bed to a king. Nice. Super important. Yeah. So you started traveling gatherings after the round table. Talk to me about how, what was the progress of the idea forming and turning into something concrete? You know, it's, it's one of those where, I'm a chronic, I, I have my GoDaddy account. I think I get like, you know, the subway punch cards. I don't know if those exist anymore, but I think of domains and immediately buy them, whether or not I'm ever going to use them. Mm-hmm. I've got, you know, my, when I get the renewals each year, I'm like, really, why did I buy that? So I, I'm constantly buying stuff. The idea came about, we went to a horsefly brewery the following Saturday from RBE and it was myself and Andrea and David Blackman and always on Liberty and Oh gosh, um, the campers hub, uh, Taylor and Scott, and, uh, we all went to go see the border hookups. And it was that night that I was like, this is what I need. And this is what I just, I kind of, you know, we were a month full time pulling into Montrose. So we were very, very new to this. And it was just something that it was, it was that, that moment of community of like being like, holy cow, we actually met some amazing people. And it's funny, like living in Nashville, North Carolina, beautiful city and it's beautiful area. But in a year of living there, we never met like any new friends that we would want to hang out with consistently. We had friends, but it wasn't like they, we had that special bond where, you know, the minute I met Dave and Jacqueline, I was like, these are my people. You know, they're musicians, they're traveling full time. You know, it was just that we just felt that evening, like even Dan and Lisa from Always on Liberty, we just hung out with them a week ago in, outside of Joshua Tree. Why? Because we're all crazy. We all live in this, we, we all have this, this thing that unifies all of us and that is we're crazy and i use crazy as a nice way of explaining myself but we all do this crazy thing we live in a a vehicle you know that's not normal and it was that that moment of just like i need to surround myself with more people like this and that's where you know this traveling gatherings idea came up i was like you know i I don't want to be a blogger i'm not trying to be a content creator i'm not a youtuber like i i I don't want to do any of that i just know that those are my limits but one thing I do know is our events. And I also felt like there was the, a, a missing link in all of the different components that are on the internet already. And that one thing was just an event listing site. And uh, back in Chicago, we had this thing called do312.com, which 
it basically was the, you know, what to do tonight, what's free this weekend. And, you know, and then that's all it was. And I'm like, I could do that for our veers, digital nomads, et cetera, you know, the, the grander scope of the, the demographic. And I, that's all I want to do. You know, I'm not trying to be a camping booking website. I'm not, you know, they're, they're all those things already exist. So it's like finding that, that small little niche that I can totally know and I'm passionate about it. And it turns out I'm a nerd and I like doing research on the internet. So I find all these weird, you know, I just found like some campfire and quartzite over New Year's. Like, okay, well, you know, probably only for like 30 people that'll ever show up. But like, what if I give it a, a larger audience? And does that make me feel good? And it does, you know, it's like, if I'm helping out people who are solo traveling for whatever their background is, you know, whatever I can do to just let people find community. I love being out in the middle of nowhere for a week on end, but then I kind of want to come in and just hang out with some people, you know, and it's, it's just finding that balance. And then when someone is ready to, you know, find that connection, hopefully I'm the website that they go to, to find that. It sounds like you have had experience building something similar to this in a different different venue. What were some of the, the steps or the roadblocks of getting a functioning system up in place? So as a musician, I was also always the guy who created the band websites. I remember using like early, early, you know, HTML design where and it was it was horrible. I mean, I've never made uh, a good website back in the you know early aughts, but I kind of always knew how to use WordPress and knew some HTML and you know CSS, etc. During COVID as well, one of the things that I did, my COVID project aside from the bus, was I took a coding boot camp, and it was just something that I was you know I, I'm constantly trying to learn. I, I'm they say like idle hands or whatever the saying is. Mm-hmm. I'm constantly the guy that has projects going. So the biggest challenges for the traveling gatherings was honestly like, how do you find all this stuff? You know, if I'm going to pull all this information from the internet, how do I get that on a website? And then, you know, a lot of it was trying to find the right theme that would, you know, and I, I truth, you know, full honesty, I looked at Campendium and I looked at Harvest Host and some of these other websites and I really liked the functionality of them Okay, and realized that, you know, and even do 312, the kind of the, that was the aha moment was like, that's that website. And just kind of, you know, figure out how can I make that work. And I, I went around and searched, uh, you know, like web designers and just realized that the runway that I do have in the bank would completely be depleted if I hired someone. Mm-hmm. Uh, so a lot of it was, honestly, we were outside of Moab, Utah for about 10 days boondocking in just this gorgeous area. And I just watched YouTube all day, every day. It was like, okay, you know, and it's all coding videos. Like, all right, how do I do this? What's going to be the theme? Um, so a lot of technological challenges, but it was just because I was out of practice. I haven't touched WordPress in four years, mm-hmm. um, aside from the, the boot camp. But that was more like, you know, your 01, 10, you know, that was all very deep tech where this WordPress is obviously a lot easier to uh, manipulate. Now you mentioned campfire and music events, you know, going to see the border hookups. What kind of events are you hoping to have people list and use and find on traveling gatherings you know it's it's kind of a hodgepodge right now i'm very new on the website so i'm kind of throwing everything at it however the ones that i feel are the most in time will tell on this but i think live music i think just honest gatherings you know people all coming together not not necessarily a caravan where you're traveling together you know, and I'm going to Quartzsite uh, this January and February, and we'll be spending a lot of time just kind of meeting people and just, you know, 
seeing it all there. But I, you know, your your RV shows are gonna are on there, boat shows. You know, it's things that you're gonna want to do. I started adding roadside attractions. You know, biggest ball of yarn, biggest ball of paint. Nice. Rock in the house. There's in Wisconsin. I mean, it's stuff that I love. That stuff. I'm an, I'm the guy that's gonna pull over to stare at. You know, whatever the the weird. You know, I went to Cadillac Ranch in Texas. You know, it's stuff mm-hmm. like that. It's like. You know, so there's that stuff on there. There's um, farmers markets are totally huge for us. We're full time travelers, and you pull into a town and it has horrible produce, and you're like, "Where can I get something that's direct from the farmer?" You know, that's something that I truly I'm passionate about because we need that in our personal fridge. So adding that, you know, and I'm going to be adding some virtual events. Uh, still trying to figure out how to make that cohesive within the website and yeah just you know just things for people to do ideally more of your gatherings and rallies but there's not a you know there's probably a hundred of them a year so just kind of filling in with some other things as we go so it's going to have or does have locations of interest like you said the ball of yarn or cadillac ranch things that travelers tend to like say hey i'm here i'm going to go see this as just standing check this place out, but then also having one time we're playing a live show at this bar type events as well. Am I understanding that correctly? Yeah, correct. Yeah, exactly. And I've got music festivals on there that are very, um, you know, camping forward. So, you know, like camping fests specifically, just, you know, places that where an RV or a van life or a schoolie, you know, shuttle bus, et cetera, like we're pretty much all the different subgroups of travelers something that they're going to find interest in. You know, mm-hmm. it's, it's my demographics just, you know, I, I don't know if you're a Google analytics guy, I kind of look at it every five minutes, but you know, it's, it's funny that I'm getting a lot of that 25 to 35, but then I'm getting the, you know, 55 to 65. And it's like my personal demographic, the Gen X are not a big uh, viewership so far, which is kind of funny. I'm like, all right, but you know, just, I, and I'm, I'm not putting stuff that's just going to be specific to me. I want to make sure that it's inclusive of everybody. You know, my family, I was raised by hippies, uh, thus going to school for music. And I've got, you know, aunts and uncles that are at retired age and they all are traveling full time. And it's funny that I'm, I'm the, the young one that's like, they're like, Mike, finally hit the road with us. <laughs> um, so, you know, just, just knowing that it's, it's not all just one specific sort of person and just trying to, you know, once again, try to get as many, different types of events and you know and i'm getting reached out to you know once a day easily from people that go to my site they're like hey we'd love to see more of this i just met this guy uh scott who travels full-time in his motorcycle with his dog i'm like oh wow y'all are like i thought i was cool yeah like that's insane man like and he's sleeping in a tent on the ground he's 65 years old and i'm like how many of there are you? And he's like, oh, there's a whole system, you know, a whole network of us. Wow. There's YouTubers. And, there's, and I'm like, I've never heard of this. Mm-hmm. So I immediately added motorcycle events because <laughs> I'm like, I didn't know that was a thing. Yeah. Turns out it is. Yeah. I think it's awesome that, you, you know, you chose a, a name, Traveling Gatherings, that is specific enough to tell me what I'm going to get, but it's not inclusive. It's not like rvgatherings.com because I think I could see this turning into something in, you know, a couple of years, 10 years. Where I go to Seattle on work and I'm like, hey, what's going around in town? And I go to traveling.gatherings.com to just figure out what is happening next weekend in one central location. I think that's a really, really cool idea. And it allows you to to branch off while still being so niched down right now to make it successful that you're not diluting everything all at once, but giving that open door for the future. That's really cool. 
Absolutely. And I've already got, um, you know, I had a couple of bloggers in Europe uh, reach out to me and they're like, hey, you know, if you can add European events, we totally do a story on it. And I'm like, you know, I'm sinking as is mm -hmm. by myself, you know, just getting US events. Um, and I know there's like a big party going on in Baja right this minute. And it's like, but I, I don't want to dip my toe into Mexico or Canada yet because it's just something I need to finish the US first. Right. Turns out US kind of big. Uh, yeah, a little bit. You know, a little bit. Just a little bit. So just trying to find and you know, and I'm I'm really concentrating right now on, you know, the Southwest uh in Florida. Yeah. Because that's where a lot of travelers are right this minute. So it's like, you know, and I, I think as time and I, I'm trying to add about fifty events a week is kind of my goal. And I'm also work, you know, meeting with a lot more producers of these events. I've got, you know, pretty much trying to get as many of those calls in a week, just saying like, Hey, how do I, how do I help you spread the word? You know? And because I'm a new site, some of these guys look at me like, okay, yeah, yeah. I got 300 followers on Instagram, whatever, but that's only going up. So, you know, the more, the more people can add the events themselves as well as just kind of, you know, help me help them. I think it'll definitely grow much bigger. And you're absolutely right. I feel that if by saying RV, that, that just, excludes you know your van lifers and your tent campers and your you know and, the, and first and foremost this is for the digital nomad scene it's for people that are traveling full-time the someday's etc you know i started in a shuttle bus so i could not exclude my schoolie fam i mean there's if i have such a community just on facebook groups of just people who are dumb and are like dumb like i was like yeah i'm gonna convert this bus into an rv just buy the rv you know <laughs> it's like that that's my big lesson. I have a friend, Tom, right now, who's broken down in Oregon, who did a schoolie. And I'm like, dude, just sell the schoolie and get an RV. It's so much easier. That's funny. You don't want easy. You want a project. And I totally get it. You know, so I, I don't speak poorly of them. I, I was one of them. So I totally get it. Mm -hmm. Well, it bodes well. And I'm sure it feels good to be getting those, those emails from overseas being like, hey, this is something we want. Can you help us? You know, even though you have to say no right now, it shows you that there's a there's a need for that. Being that you are as small as you are right now, being having just started, that you're still getting that interest from all over the place. That's that's pretty cool. Yeah. No, it's it honestly it it what keeps me up late at night and gets me up early in the morning. I mean, I'm you know, I'm a Midwest soul, so it you know, the work ethic is there. Mm -hmm. It's just I, I just needed that project. Now I have the project. So at the moment, you're going out and you're finding events and then you're importing them yourself, making, you know, like I guess like a new listing and then putting in all that information. Or is there a way that you can sync to stuff that's already out there and it'll automatically pull the information? How is it? How does the process work for either you finding things and or someone who wants to list event on traveling gatherings? How does that work for them? Yeah, you know, I had played around with RSS feeds um, and I was getting, it was pulling a lot of bad information. So it, it turned out it was creating more work for me than for me to just individually add events. Okay. I Now that I think those days are coming to an end because it is very time consuming. However, it also forced me. So I'd say about 95% of the events that are on the site I've manually inputted. Uh, I currently have 386 that are live. Granted, every week, you know, they expire because they're over. But it's just something that by me manually doing it, I know this website, you know, I built it. So I better know it. But just from the user experience, uh, it's really helped me out there. And people, anyone uh, that comes to the site, there's an ad listing button at the top. It does make you create an account, but that's just to kind of eliminate the spams and the bots uh, sure. that I, I definitely have gotten on my contact page. 
But yeah, it just kind of helps break that down. And then also, once you create an account, and this is like for event producers specifically, if you're going to have six RV shows in a year, it just helps because then you can track all the metrics and it gives you all the, you know, how many times it's been clicked and viewed and et cetera, just to kind of show the value of the website as well. So there's that takeaway for the producers. Um, and yeah, and if you're, you know, you're having a gathering and you want to get some folks out, just adding it, you don't have to be a big, large RV show. You can be, you know, somebody who's wants to have a campfire in the desert and wants to invite some people. For my social media, um, I go through, you know, weekly and just say, like, what are some cool events that are coming up that I should talk about and feature on the social, you know, Instagram specifically is kind of my go to uh, that then feeds into Facebook. Mm-hmm. And yeah, and I just kind of cherry pick it. And yeah, so it's, you know, it's nothing that, I, it's 100% ad supported, so it's free for everybody. I, I always want it to be free for the user. I may eventually, you know, develop it so you know, RV show can do a sponsored post or whatever the case may be. I'm not there yet by any means, but I know that it's you know on the horizon. But yeah, but it's it's totally free to use and it's super easy to fill out. I am sitting at my computer 90% of the time. So if someone says like, hey, I need help, just shoot me an email and I will walk them through it. Very grassroots. Um, I feel like, you know, grassroots is the the key to getting anything off the ground. And I'm 100% going to admit this is 100% grassroots. So whatever I can do to help, I'm there. And I hope people take advantage of the website. Nice. So based off of your years in event planning and then also now RVing and combining those two worlds... Obviously, geographic location of where you are compared to what's available is the major decision in how people decide where they're going to go. You know, if I'm in New York, I'm not going to something in Baja. But for someone listening that that's, has an event and they want to be able to list it up on your website or elsewhere, from your experience, what types of things are important and helpful in that listing that say, hey, this is actually worth coming to? It's not just like, Campfire for friends, all in lowercase, you know, they put it in. And I can I can imagine that certain listings on your site probably perform better than others. What suggestions do you have if someone's gonna list a, a, a listing, list a listing on the site that are best practices for them to do to both help you and help them and also help the community get to those events? Number one is good photos. I can't stress that enough. The listings on this site, as well as Facebook or Eventbrite or anywhere that you're gonna find events photos are huge, right? I mean, we know this. We're very judgmental as a human race, whether we like it or not. And, you know, if something looks pretty, you're going to look at it. So having a really good cover photo, banner photo, whatever you want to call it, as well as a logo or, you know, just your profile pic, those are huge, Uh, as well as um, just having a good description. SEO says, what, 600 words minimum, ideally? So, you know, just something that's going to be the the headline, we are clickbait headline culture. So it's like, learn from that, you know, or, or completely rebel against it. And maybe that's the right way too. you know, who knows? There's always got to be a disruptor in the, uh, the, the grand scheme of things. But yeah, just having good descriptions, having a compelling story and having some good photos. That's, that's really the thing, you know, and then making sure that the event is cool and setting expectations, you know, that's, my last 20 years has all been about client expectations. And it's like, you know, your client at the end of the day are the people attending. If you're going to have some monetary value to it, if it's free, then I think setting those expectations. Some of my favorites on the site are like, hey, we're doing a campfire. If you want to bring chairs, cool. If not, sit on the ground, you know, and that, that tells me everything I need to know. Mm-hmm. Hey, I should bring some chairs. I should probably bring a cooler or something. 
and then there's some that it's like, hey, come on this cruise. Uh, you know, there's I forget the event right now, but it's you know it's fifteen hundred dollars uh, per person to go on this cruise for RVers, and it's like, well, you're not bringing your RV, you know, right? And but that's a much different experience. So just spelling out the experience, what people are going to be getting out of it, good photos, and you know, having a, a, a decent website. That it is amazing to me, and this is my side hustle from. My side hustle is I'm going to start reaching out to event companies that have the worst websites in the world and being like, hey, man, let me help you out. <laughs> yeah. Let me help you to help me. Yeah. Yeah. Like, oh, you you haven't heard that people use their phones to search the internet. Okay. Let's, let's start there. <laughs> mm-hmm. So going along that line of using phones, at the moment, I assume it's only a website, not an app? Correct. Yeah. Okay. And app, app is going to come. Um, I just... I, it's That's going to be a little bit. But yeah, I, sure. I absolutely totally know that i need it once this becomes an app i'll be in a much better position i think but right now yeah mm-hmm. just getting a website up yeah so if i imagine this business being a rock that you're rolling up up the hill like right now it's just you at the bottom just just pushing trying to get it up but i can also see it being exponential growth as soon as it kind of grabs a hold and takes off that it could be very widely used and very sought after what does the growth plan look like for you? And, and at what point do you have any metrics of when you're going to start having to bring on other people to help you? Because as you said, I'm sure a lot of it is just mundane tasks of verifying date, time, and place. You know, But at a certain point, you can't do all that for all the events if you want to get as big as it sounds like you want it to be. So what does it look like going forward for traveling gatherings and how you're going to grow the business? Yeah. you know, A lot of it is for growth. I just did a big press release blitz that is definitely uh, working. Anyone who has a startup out there and is like, hey, I want people to pay attention to me. Jason Epperson said this best. Write a press release. Send it out. Uh, A lesson learned. Don't change the name servers uh, on your website. And if anyone who doesn't know what a name server is, it's basically the little code that says where your website lives. It is also attached to your email. Don't change that the week you send a press release because I lost all my emails (laughs) that same week. Just just sidebar. No big deal. So if anyone emailed me uh, around December 1st through December 5th, my birthday is the day I discovered it. No, I didn't get it. So sorry. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Little lesson learned. But yeah, and then, you know, honestly, number one was PR press. Uh, Number two is I'm hitting Quartzsite and I've got stickers made and I've got hats and t-shirts and I'm doing the whole, you know, that hand-to-hand just meet and greet with as many people as possible. Staying in a lot of campgrounds. I'm talking to all my neighbors. It helps having a dog, taking a dog for a walk. Yeah. that you meet all the dog people. Mm-hmm. And uh, when you like look at their rig and you're like, man, you got all those stickers. You want one? <laughs> so, but yeah, hand to hand. After that, I know one of the big lessons from the RBE was uh, all about newsletters and uh, mailing lists. My mailing list is growing insane and I have not sent a single email out. So that is something that after the first of the year, we'll be starting to knock out a little bit as well. Social media. Tapping into Pinterest, which I'm hoping I every YouTuber I've ever heard says, you got to do Pinterest marketing. And I'm like, that's not my demographic or I'm not that demographic, but I'm learning I should get on there. And, you know, I, I really think that I'm getting a lot of, a lot of just referrals, you know, and that's, that's the way I like it right now. And that's the way I want to keep it as much as possible. When one RVer tells another RVer, I've done a good job, you know, because that's, that's the growth that getting right now. When it starts to snowball, I think the first thing I'm going to hand off is the event inputting itself. Um, that is kind of the time constraint that I definitely look forward to handing off. I'm not there yet, but I, I do sense that, you know, 
the minute I don't have time to do that, I, I need to hand that off. I, I do know that's something. Um, I would love to bring someone in just to audit my site and just be like, hey, man, you've got broken links and you know I'm getting a 404 and blah, blah, blah. Sorry if this is too much nerd talk, but um, you know, there's definitely some stuff that I will be needing help with. Just, you know, and I'm I'm hoping I, I'm guessing that by Memorial Day is kind of when you'll get all the the someday's will be out. Uh that's kind of gonna be the next big push for me. And then moving forward, you know, we'll see where it goes. But you know, taking it one day at a time and uh, assessing the needs as they come in. Nice. For event input, do you think that it's something that it'll be kind of like a Facebook event, user inputted, published, and it goes straight through? Or do you think there'll always be a check from the business side of, hey, let's verify these, let's you know make sure things are going on with some human eyes on it? Or do you think it'll be user input and publish? I can probably get to that. I just, I kind of did it as, and it's also just the way this theme that I'm using, uh, the WordPress theme, just kind of had it as its uh, template or default setting. Sure. So I can probably get rid of that fairly easily. I just, you know, I, I did get spammed recently by like a company that is a, you know, they sell RV products and they blasted my site with like posts. And I'm like, come on, guys, you know, really? You know, so there's a little bit. And I replied to the email, like, I'd love to sell you some advertising space on my sidebar. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So, you know, and there's, I, so I'm, I kind of have it once again, it's just a, a little, little bit of a, a safety net that, yeah, I could very well get rid of it. No problem. I just, yeah, for the time being, I, it's on the, the low, uh, it's, it's low down my to-do list, but yeah, no, I, I do totally agree with that just, I want to expedite. I wanted to make it as easy as possible as users to use the site. So if it's something where we're like, Hey man, you're killing me with this. I totally get it. But even with Facebook events, you have to have a Facebook account to post an event. Yeah, so. for sure. Yeah, and I definitely think there's there's benefit to having eyes on and verifying things so that you can't just post, you know, random things that are, are not not appropriate for the community or don't add benefit. Right. You know, being able to just either filter those out somehow, human or bot. Otherwise, I think it's, it's a great idea. That's really cool. Yeah. And I do have to personally, like, approve. I have to manually approve every single listing. So... No matter when someone posts something. And it's exciting when I get like that email, like, hey, someone just posted something. I'm like, what? It's working. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> if anything brings me joy in a day, it's that. I'm like, oh my God, people are actually engaged. This is amazing. <laughs> What's your biggest roadblock right now, this week? This week, uh, I'm at a campground that doesn't have uh, sewer hookups. You know, that, mm. <laughs> truth be told. You know, but as an RVer, that does play into your work performance, right? Because if you have to go take a honey wagon or you know pack up the RV to go dump your tanks, that's a good 45 minutes to an hour and a half, depending on where you are, of time that you you got to do other stuff to get your basic necessities taken care of. Oh, yeah, absolutely. You know, yesterday morning, that was we like woke up and we're like, okay, we're doing this right now. And it's just been raining. And we're in Southern California. It has just been raining like crazy. And I'm like, what's that song? It never rains in Southern California. Come on, <laughs> y'all. <laughs> Like, y'all are liars. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Has internet been an issue for you? Have you figured out a, a good way? You're almost on six months, right? But still, yeah. pretty new on the road. Have you been able to figure out enough internet solution to make it that not be your hiccup? Yeah. You know, what's funny is at the RVE, uh, we were, the I think, the only people without Starlink. And so we actually stayed probably an extra 10 days after uh, and hung out with Scott and Taylor so we could order Starlink. And so we got that. And honestly, it's been a game changer. Fun sidebar on this is we were driving through northern Nevada and we have a 
two vehicles. I drive the RV. Andrew drives uh, this Toyota Prius. And she almost ran out of gas. And we're in the middle of nowhere. And we have zero cell service. So I pull over on the side of some county road, plug in Starlink. And I'm like, oh, gas station 20 miles away. And it's just been such a game changer, no matter where, where we are. You know, granted, you have trees. Trees are not their friend. Yeah, kill no, CEO for sure. Yeah, it's been amazing. And I just keep seeing it grow more and more. I, I had a guy at our last campground we're at. He was in his early 80s, full-time traveler. He's like, I, I want to get one of those. Tell me about it. And I showed him the app. And like, you know, it was just this conversation starter. He's like, I'm ordering it right now. I'm like, good, man. You know, nice. But yeah, no, honestly, connectivity has not been an issue. And I know that, you know, leading up to us hitting the road, you know, that that was kind of the unknown. And that's why we also, we just rolled out with our cell phones. We're like, we're going to figure this out as we travel. And uh, we did, which was great. I mean, this is a really cool business idea. And I love that it morphed out of, you know, just meeting with people. And it could have been any business, but the fact that it, Traveling gatherings came out of a traveling gathering is kind of cool as well, and how that morphed together and getting feedback from people, business owners and entrepreneurs in this specific space helped to push this idea along. I think is it's really awesome, and I enjoy sharing it. As a community, what's the best way that we can help you? How can we help traveling gatherings grow and, and thrive? You know, honestly, just adding events, um, and it's something that you know, right now everything that's listed on that website is from me. And I just, you know, the website will not thrive if it's just me. I need, you know, the thing that's really going to help is just adding those those cool events. If you see something cool that you want other RVers to know about, put it on there. And that's really going to be the thing that helps. Tell your friends. You know, I, I've emailed probably 300 people at this point about the website. And I was like, look, you don't have to do a story on it, but tell someone. Just tell anybody. I don't care. It's that organic growth. This is not a get-rich-quick scheme by any means. I'll show you my AdSense account. It is not a get-rich-quick scheme yeah. by any means. This is a true passion project. It is a labor of love, and it's something that, you know, I, as long as I can continue plugging away at it, I will. But uh, the thing that will certainly help is just add the listings and tell a friend. Awesome. Give us that website again and the best place to connect with you. Yeah, travelinggatherings.com. Uh, you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, Pinterest, etc. at Traveling Gatherings. Email is hello at Traveling Gatherings. And that's me. That'll come right to me. And yeah, just uh, spread the word. And I look forward to the growth and helping build this community. Super cool, man. I expect it will be uh, talking back with you in a few years and seeing how, how this behemoth of a community benefit started. Kind of being able to check back and see what's what's happened is super exciting on the horizon. So. Again, folks, go ahead and check out what Michael's doing over at TravelingGatherings.com. And thanks for jumping on the call today. Yeah, absolutely. I appreciate your time, Joshua. I hope you guys enjoyed that episode with Michael. I think Traveling Gatherings is a really stellar idea. Kind of one of those things like, why is this not already there? But it's niched down enough that it's going to provide a lot of value and opportunity for the traveling community, our beers, van lifers, schoolies, you know, people just traveling on business and want to check out something cool. But Sometimes a Google search is too big, it's too broad. And being able to connect with other people that are into the traveling lifestyle similar as you are is really cool. I think there's a lot of runway in this business model. I think there's a lot of potential. And I think him focusing down on his fellow RVers and travelers is a really good way to start it off and get it off on the right foot. If you want to check out Traveling Gatherings, make sure you go to travelinggatherings.com or check the show notes for all of the social media links and websites. 
We'll make sure that we can get you connected with Michael. Also jump on over to the RVE community on Facebook. There's a lot of conversations going on over there. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, that's the place to go to connect with me, any of our guests, or all of our other new hosts. And as we go into this new year, if you are interested in coming on the show, being interviewed by one of our four hosts, head over to the rveentrepreneur.com slash guest form, fill out that form. And if you're a good fit for the audience and one of our four hosts, we'll get you on the episode. Well, that's all I have today, entrepreneurs. I'll see you on the next episode. Happy trails.